0: Hello, and welcome to Renegade Mama. I am your host, Natalie Rees. Today on the show, we speak with Narafia Lever. Narafia is a registered midwife who also supports free birth. Narafia works both in the hospital system and as an independent home birth midwife. We talk about her work in the system, the hurdles that she and her clients face, and a woman's right to choose. Well, welcome Narafia, welcome to Renegade Mama. This is our second interview on Renegade Mama and um, why don't you introduce yourself? Okay, I, I, hate, I hate these things.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so my name is Narafia, um, I'm a birth keeper really first and foremost, well actually no, first and foremost I'm a woman, right, mm-hmm. um, and I find myself in a position of birth keeper. Um, uh, I come from a traditional background, um, so you know that kind of Asian mix, kind of blend background um, in my family. Um, and what else can I tell you? It's about, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> so you are, yeah, awesome. That's,
0: that's, yeah, that's who I am. So, <clears throat> I think um, one of the reasons I wanted to interview you mm-hmm. um, is because you have quite a unique perspective on birth. You are a registered midwife, yeah. But you also support free birth. Is that correct? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) And and why do you support free birth?
1: Um, Well, it's it really just comes down to um, a woman's choice. It's just supporting women's choice. And from from my perspective, and just because of my background, you know, we've talked about um, our families and different our backgrounds and things like that. Um, I don't like being told what to do period um, and I um, first and foremost feel like we're all sovereign beings mm-hmm. and we have a right to choose. Um, of course you know it's our own journey or process to find out all the information that supports us in whatever it is that we believe in and it takes a lot of years and hard work to um, and experiences that challenges to kind of confront what is it that we believe to kind of get to the truth of who we are yeah but for me um, it makes I uh, in terms of birth it makes perfect sense why a woman would choose that um, and so therefore as a birth keeper then i would see myself um in a role to support her whatever it is that she needs so whether she wants to you know chat during the antenatal or she wants an check checkup or um at the birth if she feels she needs to give a quick call or whatever for reassurance or even afterwards if she thinks actually i might need somebody to come and have a look um, or check up on me, whatever. Yeah. So it is. It literally is that that whole thing around supporting a woman, being in her uh, power, in her sovereignty. Um, yeah. And and all of us want people who who can support us in that, right? Yeah. Absolutely.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I totally agree with that. One hundred percent. Um. So, tell me, you work as a home birth midwife but you also work in a hospital tell me about how you navigate doing that like yeah fuck that's sorry (laughs) Go swear away that's
1: like that's massive that's yeah that's kind of pretty huge that's been oh the last um five six years and to get me to the point where I'm at now um I do uh, appreciate um and acknowledge the role that working in the hospital or in the system um what it's uh, taught me um and given me the understanding um around you know the, the things that i believe in that now um it, it's hard and um, in in that um when you you know start to become aware or understand you know birth psychology physiology and all that sort of stuff and what's normal and just the fact that the science behind it is just you know expanding um uh, and, and new information comes out so quickly around it, right, even though there is stuff from the past that supports women, basically, to birth unhindered and all that, um, the, the, it's, it's a fight between doing stuff according to, you know, policy, blah, 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 um, you know, because we're supposed to protect our registration um, versus what you or what I intuitively know and understand and within that moment in birth or however I'm serving the woman the the, I know you know like the best thing to say or do for her but you've got this in the background of like well if I kind of let her or enable her to I hope you know not letting (laughs) to keep pushing or whatever right um then there's all these repercussions because guidelines states this or policy states that yeah so it is it's really it's really hard you almost kind of feel schizophrenic yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. And
1: emotionally, um, you know, I think that's where a lot of midwives do get um, you know, whatever they call it, compassion fatigue or the burnout because you you actually do work um outside of your integrity is what it comes down to because if you believe birth um in a specific way, then you do you you work outside of integrity when you're
0: in there in that space. Absolutely, that yeah. must be such a challenge. Yeah. Yeah, it is, so. Do you think it's possible to have an unhindered birth in hospital?
1: It is possible because there are women who do achieve that, who who, who get that or have a really good experience. Um, the extent of... And, and really, I guess it's probably a matter of perception as well because, you know, from... Um, You know, a woman could go in and she could have, like, you know, regular VE's or whatever, you know, IV fluids up, da-da-da-da. She may not see that as being unhindered. Mm -hmm. So for her, that's normal, you know, because she ended up having a normal vaginal, normal, you know, inverted commas, um, vaginal birth anyway. Do you know what I mean? So from, from, um, I suppose, from a, a, I don't know, midwife's perspective or whatever, um, again, you can... (laughs) because it's dependent on the midwife that you have who's supporting you who understands normal so then you know will kind of advocate and say oh no she doesn't want that or this is not necessary or whatever um versus one who kind of goes well you know she's been laboring xyz whatever and now policy because she's gone over the whatever thresholds of i need to put this up blah blah, blah, blah.
0: do you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. yeah yeah Absolutely. Um, what birth have you attended that has filled you up the most? Oh man.
1: Filled me up in a good sense. Yeah. I take it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like you felt like you
0: came out and you felt like you were in your integrity. The woman was in her power. The baby was in their power. Um, yeah. um, not so
1: much okay um probably um it was it was actually uh, sorry there was a recent birth and it was actually a birth in the hospital yep um and it wasn't so much and on one like from one perspective it could be seen as actually a, a traumatic experience we actually had a good outcome and and it's it's the typical story of um you know basically uh a woman, um, like getting induced, um, and then, you know, going through all the, the usual interventions, but we had a vaginal birth, but not without some drama, right up to that last minute sort of thing. Um, the reason that it fills me up is, um, so she was a client, um, and, you know, came to see me antenatally and very gentle, you know, um, Connecting uh, so in uh, the aunt and the antenatal sessions that I do, you know, I try to kind of connect the mums to the babies, constantly, and, and also um, to kind of go within and just check in with herself what it is that she needs, whatever. But anyway, um, throughout her ju- the journey, um, so she back- so so the, the technicalities of it is um, she or the details of it, she uh, schwammed so her waters broke, and then um, the hospital policy had changed from twenty four hours now to twelve hours that you have antibiotics. I la so. Um, so throughout it, I was in touch with her and we kind of talked through what her options, what her choices were, what she could do if she didn't want to do that, you know, la, 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 la. They'd also, um, hired me to be labor support. yeah, When they go in. Um, so, you know, we went through that and then, but she still made the choice to, um, you know, have the IV antibiotics and then because she hadn't, um, started contracting regularly so then you know um it was that pressure of like well you know if if this doesn't happen by this then we've got to do this you know um and i had gone up there you know we did homeopathics i did massage we did energetic healing got contractions going you know we got to a certain point and then they sort of fizzled off so then the next day um, it was that decision that she made with her partner. Yep, okay, we'll we'll get the synthetic hormone up and running. You know, all of that, mm-hmm. and then um, and then I came up and and uh, you know for the support, um, and then just observing and supporting that kind of emotional um, journey of her making her decision. You know, with the the physical stuff that was happening. Um, and the pressure of like, well, you know, because we do this now, so now we've got to do this now, and now we've got to do this now, you know. But anyway, to cut a long story short, um, we, so she um, laboured, 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 got to that, that final um, uh, assessment, and she was fully dilated. So me and her husband, we were like high-fiving, because we were like, like, shit, do you know what I mean? Like, thank fuck, <laughs> we got there, like it was... And it was It was such an intense journey with them, but um and then when we got to that last bit, and really, baby decided time to come down um you know for for the baby to emerge, and then we had pressure from the doctors because they're like, well no, we're going to do a trial of um instrumental in theater and and then she just wanted more time, so we're kind of having this bit of you know agyibi mm. <laughs> and then. Basically, at the eleventh hour of you know, she's got stockings on, stockings on. We've got the um, staff outside to take her on the bed to theatre. We had a baby. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was just like, but <laughs> it's a baby, and and we were just so incredibly like ecstatic. Um, and then afterwards, you know, just all the debriefing. And for me, the reason that fills me up so much is because. Um, from a personal perspective, because they had, you know, hired me, um, to support them. And I helped her to achieve that goal just, mm-hmm. Dis- and despite like all this stuff that was happening, you know, all the challenges, all the obstacles. Um, and it wasn't that, that I was like going, Hey, you know, to the doctors, um, blah, 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 blah whatever. Cause I don't believe in, um, you cannot, um, what's the word? it's like you can't um fight violence with violence like that's just not yeah Mm it's not right it's always like a peaceful protest Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a sense um but to me it was like i just helped her or supported her so that she could make the decision for herself and and creating a space or a bubble so that she could have that yeah and so and so whatever it is that is needed from me at that time in that moment that's how I always work Mm -hmm. um and so and and obviously at that last minute (laughs) just because of you know what was happening there was there was this little space that was provided that the baby just went right I'm coming now boom and out you know he comes ahead (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so that was why on a personal level that was that filled me up so much um and um yeah, and just knowing that she didn't end up in, you know, even if she had a, a vaginal instrumental birth in theatre, you know, a perspective might be, well, at least she got a vaginal birth, you know, but to go through that additional trauma,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: and it's already traumatising yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. in the first place, so,
0: yeah. How do you think we can change birth so it's not so traumatic because so many women do come out of birth traumatised? Um, oh,
1: shit. This is, um, it's probably us confronting or, uh, yeah, confronting and um, facing, dealing with our own traumas. And it's not necessarily um, trauma of, um, um, you know, whether we've had a traumatic um, birth before ourselves, but it, it is fundamentally also um, how we were birthed. -hmm. Because that was something that I I went through or experienced, Um, and one of my home birth babies actually provided that experience for me. Where um, she so so um, a bit of a background. So um, you know I I was brought up culturally. So you know women are like this, girls are like that. Da 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 da. Um, And I grew up rebelling a lot against that, and I've always had um, quite a volatile relationship with my mum. Um, and the circumstances of my own birth was that you know I was a firstborn, first, her first child. Um, she had um, hyperemesis gravidum in pregnancy; it was awful pregnancy for her. Um, and then when I was born, she wasn't really supported; she didn't have a women around her, didn't have a family even to support her postnatally. Um, and I was born by forceps. And um, and I was thought well, and then I was separated from her. Um, I had my had she I found this out later she had an episiotomy my mum so so you can imagine like the woman healing and recovering all that she probably had a bit of postnatal depression but that was way back in the days where that that wasn't a, a thing mm-hmm. right and um, um, the breastfeeding was impacted and I had a wet nurse. Oh. And so when I kind of, over the years, and particularly after I became, I was training to be a midwife and I learned my own birth story. I was like, holy fuck, it's any wonder I did not have a connection with my mum because it, it was impacted on from the get-go. Yep. Um, and, and that whole nurturing, like I, she was never the nurturing mother that I wanted, you know. She was the authoritarian. She was da-da-da-da, all these rules and everything. So one of one of my babies, um, who was born at home, um, Mum went over term. She went to, so when she birthed, I think she was probably closer to um, 43 weeks. Yeah. Um,
0: Crazy. I know. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) How was she allowed to do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) So that was a journey in itself, but um, just before the baby was born, we were like, come on, you know, because we were, we were like, oh, the full moon's coming up, she's going to come in the full moon, and then that passed. And then at the time, I think there was some sort of, you know, astrological stuff that was happening, like, right, she's going to come after this energy gets anchored in, and then she'll come, you know, nothing, you know. <laughs> and then, um, anyway, on this particular day, it was my birthday, it was June the 20th, It was my birthday, and um, uh, a girlfriend had gifted me um, like a Reiki and hypnotherapy session, right, so I had I had um, I had a session and um, in the session I actually um, went back to um, when I was inside my mum and she was labouring with me and I just distinctly remember saying, trust me I know what I'm doing, trust me I know what I'm doing and my mum was not connected to me or whatever and um, obviously I got pulled out and so for me that just kind of made sense like my um, rebelling against authority don 't make me do shit i don 't want to do right yeah. if i don 't want to do it you 're not going to make me do it. <laughs> and it 's such a like this inner struggle around that um, so then when that connected, I was like, of course, so if i don 't like that and I knew that from you know as a baby inside coming through, um, I am conscious and i 'm sentient whatever right and i 'm part of this process, so how on earth can I possibly um you know, ask this little one to like just hurry up and calm and whatever you know, so then I remember um i and I need to honor her her her, her journey her her choice right that's mm-hmm. what it comes down to I need to honor her choice as well, so anyway, the next appointment um with my clients like I told them like this is what I, the experience that I had, and so then i i I literally just remembered that like I put my hands together clapped like this in front of her belly, and I said, you know little miss I said um Thank you, and I honour you, you know, in your journey, and uh, we will bow to your wisdom, right? And then, um, and then yeah, whenever um, a few days or whatever it was that she actually laboured, it was it was just like quick, beautiful. Yeah, she had no signs beforehand or anything. It just kind of went bang, 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 and then we had a sorry, and then we had a baby. (laughs) So I was just like, wow, that's that's massive. Yes. That this little girl gifted me this. Wisdom I was able to access within myself, who was a child, mm-hmm. right because inevitably we're all children, we're still that child inside yeah.
0: absolutely yeah <laughs> so cool yeah
1: so
0: um just to go back to something you said about the wet nursing, so for anyone that doesn't know wet nursing means when somebody else breastfeeds your baby, this was a thing yeah done back in the day, quite a lot, but it's pretty much unheard of these yeah. days yeah. um. Do you know who that person was for you?
1: I don't, I don't know her personally, or, and I don't even, like, in touch with her now, but I remember when I was a teenager, so we went um, to, you know, one of our massive wedding, big wedding celebration, um, and I'm walking through, because I always used to stick, I always used to be like my mum's shadow, and I think I, I was a teenager, maybe, I don't know, 12, 13, something like that, and um, walking out the back to where the where the women are, all the cooking and stuff and then yeah when we got up to this one because you know we so in my culture culture traditionally like when you when you meet people in big gatherings like that you you come along and you shake their hands and you know just to say hello it's so a sign of respect or whatever and i'm doing this and i just do what my mum's doing and then we get to this one and my mum's like oh this is such i can't remember her name now see this is such and such like, she was your this she was your wet nurse you know and i was like right hi <laughs> like do you know what I mean like just matter of factly sort yeah. of thing and that was when I I knew for the first time that I had a witness because wow. was then like you know that's not something your mom's going to talk to you about is that yeah. because she was able to like establish her supply my mum, um after a while and then she did yeah um uh, breastfeed me but it was so funny because um, in recent recent times, um, I've been hanging out with my mum. because I've healed that relationship with her um, myself, um, so therefore now, like, there's there's none of that, and we do have quite a close relationship. But I just remember um, my mum was saying, oh, I don't know how we got talking about like breastfeeding or something. And she goes, yeah. She goes, don't you remember? She said because she said she's got um one of my nipples is inverted, so she couldn't you couldn't feed from that nipple. Don't you remember? And I'm like, how am I going to remember, mum? Like. <laughs> You Had it in a virgin nipple, like, oh, that's
0: so funny, yeah. So, I thought that was pretty cute, yeah. (laughs) But it is quite Mm. cool to, um, you know, like you said, it was just very matter of fact. Oh, yeah, this lady nursed you, yeah, okay, great. (laughs) How beautiful would that be if that was just so normal today? If you know, a lot of women have trouble establishing breastfeeding, yes, for a variety of reasons, and. Just to alleviate that stress to have somebody to say, oh yeah, yeah you can witness nurse and help each other and that's just such a, yeah, trust from both parties, yeah. you know. I mean, I have done it for one of my friends and yeah. I think it was a bit of a, yeah, it's a big taboo kind of thing to it do is. and you felt yeah. like, oh my God, is this the right thing to do? But then you think, what's the alternative? Yeah. Giving it another species milk that's in a... Uh, um, plastic container. A plastic container. You know, I'm giving my love and everything else to this baby. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Yeah. So it, it's, it's just it's, it's I mean, I
1: know people, you know, I know um, the concerns around like, you know, the person's health and what have they got and blah, blah, blah. But fundamentally, it's um, it's love, isn't it? Because we're all connected mm-hmm. anyway. And you don't you don't you know, you don't have to kind of think that you're all. It's the whole spiritual woo-woo stuff. Um, Scientifically, you know, it's proven that we're all connected anyway. So, um, and the fact that now, you know, like when we're talking about Bruce Lipton and his his, um, research area and and whoever else is out there um, proving all of this, like we can change and alter our biology. So to me, it's like it doesn't matter. So without wet nursing, the baby will take... Um, and then its own body's wisdom will kind of go, right, I'm going to take this from it and this from it. And then the things that um, isn't needed, mm-hmm. isn't absorbed or whatever. Do you know what exactly. I mean? Like, yeah.
0: <laughs> what else That's I really I think. Yeah. love about breastfeeding, for those that you don't know, many probably do, but when the baby's saliva goes on the nipple, it yes. tells your body what antibodies to Correct. actually make to for heal the, the yeah. baby. Yes. And I always think it would be interesting different mothers. Yeah. If lots of different mothers are feeding it, it might even be better for the baby's immune system.
1: Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Because, because yeah, at the end of the day, it's that baby saying, hey, you know, this is what I need. Yeah. And the breasts will just produce that. Like, yeah. that's a total mind trip, really, yeah. when you think about it. <laughs> that's like science fiction or something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Our
0: bodies are amazing. Yeah. Turning blood into milk, right? Totally. Um. Tell me, what do you think the biggest obstacle in a hospital birth is for women? Uh,
1: the doctors. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no. She didn't say no. that. Really. <laughs> policies probably yeah the policies yeah it's,
1: it's that's yeah that's basically what it comes down to because um and you know most midwives if not all will say um yeah that's what it is and 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 it's really um and it's funny because even though you know for the most part all of us know well the policy doesn't actually support physiological birth like it's like it's this like everybody knows that but there's no change. Do you know what I mean? Yes. yes. And you just feel pressured to just, oh, yeah, but the policy, but the policy, you know, is this. You
0: know? I know. And it's so crazy because policy can be different from hospital to hospital, you know, and Absolutely. it's not necessarily evidence-based. Correct. But even if it is evidence-based, inverted commas, I was listening yes. to Laura Shanley, who's my next guest. Yeah. Um, she was in an interview that we're talking about evidence-based and yes. it's only evidence to right now, yes. you know, once upon a time. They said certain drugs were safe. And, Correct. oh, whoops, they're not anymore. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. So as science is evolving and research is evolving, yeah. so is um, the evidence. Yeah, yeah. And what, for, for, from my point of view, what better to follow your intuition? I'm not going to wait to the research to tell me. I'm going to follow what I know is best. Yes. Um, and that's why I chose to free birth and why I will never, ever, by choice, birth and hospital yeah. ever again. <laughs> yeah. 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 But I also understand that birthing outside the system is not for everyone. No, no, it's fine. Um, I mean, from your point of view, do you think everyone should free birth, for example?
1: Yeah, well, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's a <laughs> no, simple, right? Yeah, exactly. It's like, um, it's almost like, um, um, you know, th- there has to be this polarity. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you either this camp or that camp when actually the 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 spectrum is just so vast right yes um and it and it really comes down to um each woman mm-hmm. yeah because i mean she could make a plan for a certain birth or whatever but then during it whether in the antenatal period or even in the birth itself just kind of go oh shit actually i don't want this i'm gonna you know like, so, so she starts off with a planned home birth as an example and then Finds out, well, I, don't, I actually don't feel right in this, or I need I need the drugs or whatever, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, but being able to being able to be supported to make those decisions, and then you know the a seamless or safe transfer in however that you know
0: whatever mm-hmm. um, however that looks like sort of thing. And it works the opposite way as well. You know, yeah. many people I know, um, Marin Green from Indie Births, mm-hmm. she said that. I think she was planning maybe a hospital birth for her second. Yeah. And then she got right till the end at like, I don't know what it was, I'm misquoting her, but let's say 38 or 39 or 40 weeks. And she said, actually, I want a home birth. Yeah. And she switched. And that's completely valid. Absolutely. And okay too. Yes. If not maybe scary at the time. I yes.
1: don't know. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Or in the minute of giving birth, you could say, actually, I don't want to get in the yeah. car and go.
1: <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right.
0: Or... I do want to go now. I don't want to home at no, birth anymore. No, that's
1: right. I need to go in, yeah, because that's where I've just realised I feel more safer. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or whatever. You know, it could be, yeah, whatever whatever that the woman's internal drive or instinct or intuition, whatever you want to call it, that's, I think, is what should be respected and honoured in that time because mm-hmm. there will always be um, wisdom in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Always going to be wisdom in that, so...
0: How do you deal with uh, clients who have, obviously everyone has different views. This is what I (laughs) find hard sometimes. Um, Something that you feel like the, you know, walking into the fire and you can see that you've given them their options and they've still chose to do it. How do you deal with that personally? (laughs)
1: Personally? Um, well, what I've, come to um understand that so this is so going into midwifery has really been a birthing of myself mm-hmm. and i hadn't i i realized that quite um you know um after i graduated i actually kind of realized that that was the whole process i hated my training <laughs> Um, and just kind of seeing all the stuff, la la la, you know, because it was it's so conflicted with um what I felt um internally. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this whole process has been like a birthing of oneself, and so, um, so for me, I don't actually um now I can say this now I don't have any problems or issues with you know whatever the woman wants, um, because it's not my journey, mm-hmm. and I don't see my role as you know the person to tell her what she needs or shouldn't do or whatever um i just you know provide her with the information or the support you know emotional whatever it is that she needs um within that within that um area um and then if she makes a decision that is um that i would think oh fuck why did you do that for you know i have to um i don't i don't and i don't i certainly don't um it doesn't stop me from still supporting her Mm. because i just have to honor and respect that that 's the choice that she made that she felt was the best for her in that time, and whatever transpires whether it 's good or bad, mm. it actually contributes to her experience mm-hmm. um, to give herself a better understanding of herself yes because that 's ultimately because that 's what i 've experienced mm-hmm. um, you know I could rattle off all the shit that I experienced when I was a student open that was fucking traumatic, and I had to kind of process that and you know on on all levels or whatever, but I understand that it actually gave me the knowledge mm-hmm. that I know now about myself and for myself,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. Do you come out of births with trauma if they're traumatic yourself, or you've managed to deal with that now?
1: Um, I probably, I'm probably quicker at um, processing it. Mm-hmm. Um, there will there'll always be, you know, things will always stay in print or whatever, um, but yeah, my process of um, dealing with it is certainly a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. So just as, so as an example, like um, when I was a, I think I was a first or second year student, I um, was traumatized by some things that I'd seen during a prac at one of the hospitals. And then it wasn't until like the following year um, where I was, I was having, I was receiving um, a massage from a friend and then had a release, and not only did that I, can't, I realized, boom, you know, that was the trauma from that the birth experiences during prac. but it also took me back to it linked to um, I was assaulted when I was um, a teenager, mm-hmm. um, which because I'm such a mental person, you know, you just kind of put things aside, mm-hmm. and and however, and you know, when you're younger, you you don't necessarily have the um, what's the word. Uh, Level of awareness, or do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That where you can go, fuck, this is a terrible thing, da da da, and mm-hmm. I need to do something about it. You just kind of go, ah, I just put that aside. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. It's my whatever. Back you know, up the filing
0: cabinet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> do that later. <laughs> Too busy.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. So, so that that was quite an interesting. I don't know. I just kind of. It's like almost um. You know, when you open up a filing cabinet mm-hmm. and you have got all these um uh, folders. Yes. It was just like it all. They all just kind of went. Like, yeah, all matched up, and I was closing the filing cabinet because I just realized, okay, I, that, I, this is a release of all of that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: so it was really, really interesting. <laughs>
0: yeah, cool. um, tell me your thoughts on this. I was listening to the Free Birth Society podcast mm-hmm. um, with Emily Soldier, and she took the analogy that mm-hmm. she didn't want to support women in hospital anymore mm-hmm. because it's sort of like supporting your friend going on a date with a guy that you know will be physically or sexually abusive
1: yeah
0: what do you say to that when she says that as a midwife in hospital or a doula she was talking about doula specifically you're supporting a system that is abusive
1: yeah yeah I, I really feel that <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, I really feel that, um, and I, I I do I get that it, because it is um, it, it it's so divisive. It is so divisive. But um, I think if you if you believe um, passionately, um, and you know you're aware of you know it's 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 all it's all around how women are treated. Basically, that's what that you know fundamentally is how women are treated, how we treat ourselves, how we treat each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it just comes down to each of us, our individual choice in what we want to do. So I totally respect that, you know, because it is hard. It is, it is literally like, you know, if she, if that's the analogy she, analogy she uses, or it's like, um, you know, when you're going into war, it literally is. Um, and you know, you're going out there to, to witness, brutality or killings or whatever that mm. you might not necessarily agree with and you know like our veterans now come back with ptsd right yeah so yeah i totally get self-preservation why the fuck would you want to put yourself back into that space right yeah um and and that's for each of us as birth workers to kind of um, navigate that for ourselves like you know um you know it's like um okay looking at your own stuff okay so what what are you doing this out of um you know is it like some oh, well i feel like i need to help and and um uh, support these women regardless, you know, because I don't know, I might see myself as a bit of a savior or I'm the one who can do all of this, you know. Fair enough if you see that, and then you need to deal with your own um, fallout from that, you mm. know, um, burnout, or um, I don't know, maybe you get some sort of depression state or whatever, right? Or you, mm. you um, uh, create an illness because you've just been kind of carrying and holding all this stuff that mm. you're witnessing or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or you just kind of go like Emily. Um, nah, Bali's not doing that <laughs> yeah. because I because I believe I you know I don't want to um, continue to support um, you know a woman going in to really harm herself, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, or perpetuate, um, or continue the cycle with an, and prop up a system that is so clearly not supportive of women and abusive and. You know, everybody knows in the birth world all the
0: stuff around human rights and childbirth and whatever. So, yeah,
1: yeah so I totally, I, I totally get
0: that. It's hard, though, isn't it? I mean, the yeah. flip side is that, and what she says is in the podcast as well. Well, a lot of people, or doulas, midwives will say, well, at least I was there to make it less abusive. Yes. But then you're still supporting it, so it's it's really. Yeah. yeah. But then the other point of view is that you're leaving those women high and dry and yeah. they're going to have a worse experience. So, yeah. But her point was that if you're living in your integrity Correct. and you're saying, well, the reason why I can't support you in this system mm-hmm. is because of X, Y, and Z, then maybe they will make a better choice. Yes, yes. Who knows?
1: It's self-responsibility.
0: Yes, radical self responsibility. a Big one. <laughs> yeah,
1: self responsibility. Yeah, and mm. and you know we we talked um, about this um, earlier. Mm. Um, it's it's being in your integrity. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and I think a lot um, how people uh, who work in health anyway um, do get that you know the burnout and whatever is because. Ultimately, you come to the understanding or realization, if you, if you do or whatever, um, that you aren't working in your integrity yeah. <laughs> because you go into the you go into the field or the area of um, for most of us wanting to help, right? Mm-hmm. Because you care and you believe and your passion, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then the reality of going into that area and what you're facing. Versus, you know, how you've been trained or, or you, even your own personal beliefs is like, you
0: know, in conflict then it's like,
1: well, fuck,
0: what do I do? Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, do you think you'll work in hospitals forever as a midwife?
1: Um, no. No. <laughs> I'll probably go in and out. You know, at okay. the moment, this is how our society set up, right? Yeah. So unless you have like um, a means of supporting yourself, um, you know, blah, blah, then... You probably will, in particular in this profession, because you know, as you know, um, being a private midwife um, in this in this current climate and you know, in our system in Australia is so yeah, <laughs> which is why I I have just wanted to like oh keep my head low and all this sort of stuff um, because we, yeah. There's, there's there's a lot of fear around and it's a fear around, you know, being reported and not to be seen to be following the policies or mm. guidelines or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Or outside of what is considered normal um, when really every birth is unique in its own right. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I think a lot of it is to do with um, people not taking personal responsibility Yes. And I think this is where any medical professional uh, comes from because there's so much suing and putting the responsibility of the birth on the midwife or the doctor or whoever when really the responsibility for a baby being born should be solely on the mother and the baby. Correct. (laughs) Yeah but a lot of people don't want that they would rather blame their birth on somebody else because they didn't take responsibility for it and I learned that through my first birth I mean I had a point there where I was saying to my midwife which is just absolutely ridiculous when I think of it can you please just pull the baby out like I didn't want to do the work. I mean, she's like, love, I can't pull the baby. out." What are you talking about? (laughs) And it's like, I just got to this point where I was like, Oh, and I hadn't, you know, obviously done the work or had, uh, you know, experiences in my life to allow me to get there yet. But yeah, yeah, I, I thought it was somebody else's job to birth this baby. Um, and obviously now, after my free birth, I absolutely don't think that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can see why so many people believe that.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and that's something to ponder. I think for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's scary taking that self-responsibility because if your baby dies, you can't blame that on anyone else. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, the likelihood of your baby dying in an unhindered birth is small yes yeah that's right and i think the other funny thing is if a baby dies in the hospital that's okay because mm. they did inverted commas everything they could yeah even if there was malpractice that's never talked about no, no, or, that's right. or it's swept or, or, under the carpet yes. or yes. sometimes it is talked about yeah um
1: or just or just by you know the fact that what was the interventions that was you know done in the first place yes actually led up to or cause mm-hmm. you know the outcome yes of the birth but exactly yeah it's 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 a real um yeah it's a real divide it it can be but it is really such a divisive thing because um uh, and caught co- you know causing conflict and and especially that within within each of us really mm-hmm. because you know undeniably birth is really a spiritual journey yes like you know you can say oh but it, you know it's, this is science and the medical and whatever but it really is a spiritual journey of transformation mm-hmm. um, you cannot separate spirit from birth at all even if you're whether you're religious or spiritual or whatever mm-hmm. there, there's, you just can't yeah um, and I think that's that's kind of the difference and I think that's also where you know some women can um, recover better even, even after they've had a traumatic birth mm-hmm because the choices they make changes for the subsequent births yeah mm-hmm. um, and i don't know for me it's like if, if they kind of keep having the same kind of stuff it's like you you haven't quite got it the understanding yet mm-hmm. yeah because a baby a baby is a baby from the minute it's conceived mm-hmm. um, and the spark of that soul or spirit or light just comes into existence mm. You know, but medically, you know, it's not viable until it's over twenty weeks, and blah blah blah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like stuff like that. But to yeah. me, it's like for a mum, a baby is a baby from the minute she finds out she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if you if you if you then go further than that, um, and then you know, you can get into all the arguments around like you know, abortions and things like that. Yeah. Right. And um, the right, the baby's right to life. You know, whatever. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, um, oh, how do I, how do I put it? Like just the understanding that us, cause we were babies, we were that child mm-hmm. uh, inside our mums. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a journey for us as well to emerge through our mums. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, and, and this is just something, this is what I believe, you know, cause we come in and we set up our story. Mm-hmm. We set up our blueprint. Mm -hmm. but then we still have choice you know around what happens and then you know when it comes to birth Mm -hmm. um everyone sort of gets focused on um well the mum, this and that the other antenatally and all that which is which is right as it should be but it's it's also the baby Mm -hmm. right and the baby's also um we have to allow a space for you know maybe this is the the baby also influencing you know the mum's choices or whatever because it's the blueprint of of its emergence and mm-hmm. its story,
0: yeah. Absolutely, yeah. yeah.
1: So, we totally it is. It's that. it's, it's a, it is. You can't you can't separate it. You really can't separate it. It
0: Takes two people to tango.
1: It takes two people to tango <laughs> <laughs> or give birth. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: Yeah, yeah. What do you think about the idea of and obviously today most men are at birth, but what do you think about that? Because some people like Michelle Audant would mm-hmm. say that which is kind of ironic because he's a man, but um, <laughs> men, I don't think he says shouldn't be at birth, yeah. but he suggests that maybe it's not the best thing for a man to be at birth. From yes. your experience of seeing many births with many men, probably, yeah. would you say most of your births you've seen are with the husbands? With or the husbands. husbands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, definitely. What do you think? Do you think, I mean, obviously it's a personal choice, but yeah. what's your experience of men at birth?
1: Um, I... I think it's. I think it's important. Uh, it, it inevitably, it it kind of reflects the relationship that the woman has with her partner or her mm-hmm. husband, yeah? yeah, or partner really, you know. In, in this in this yeah. um, day and age, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it can actually reflect. It's 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 a, It can reflect like how how enmeshed or how well they their relationship is mm-hmm. to me. Um, so it for most and 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 again you know some people may be put off by this but it's that whole thing around um integration within ourselves and the integration or balance of like masculine feminine mm-hmm. yeah and so the men what i've noticed is the men who are actually quite in touch or attuned, mm-hmm. they might might not be a conscious thing, and you know they don't necessarily have to be like spiritual and all that, mm-hmm. right? Or the new age sensitive guy, <laughs> <laughs> but just that they are attuned with their own um, feminine divinity mm-hmm. inside. So for those men who are, they will automatically just support their partners. Mm-hmm. Period. Yeah. Um, and however, the the detail of how they do that. Um, I think is just the nuances of their relationship you know mm-hmm. so whether they're like more hands on and um, you know they're kind of loving and giving and whatever or mm-hmm. they you know they do all the practical stuff or do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that um, as opposed to the men who aren't and then find that space very confronting mm-hmm. um, and then they're the ones who just kind of like feel like oh fuck I'm floundering mm-hmm. and, and you know they're just either sitting in the corner or they're just they're just not. They're not in that space. Mm-hmm. They're in the room, but they're not in that space. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, just an observance of, from of, from my part, is where you can see that because of that um, that internal, you know, anxiety within them, um, then they, you know, you, you get the whole like, you know, the partners, their women screaming at them or or abusing them or swearing at them and you know yep. and then you can you, you just you just see it play out and so to me that's what that reflects mm-hmm. so i don't i don't have any like yes men shouldn't yes. be in the space or yes they should or whatever yeah it's it's more about that it's it's a reflection of how the relationship is mm-hmm. um and yeah where the man is mm-hmm. within himself yes, yes that's what yeah, that's how I kinda see Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's well I said. love Michelle O'Dent though. Yeah. He's like the godfather of birth. Right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's a really cool. <laughs> yeah. So it's like the love hormone. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's <a> cool. One. <laughs> he's still alive, right? Yeah, yeah. He's still alive. yeah. Uh awesome. Um what was I going to say? Oh, what's your experience with mothers at birth, like the grandmother of the baby?
1: Oh and again it's probably similar. Exactly. Yeah. It is. That it just reflects their relationship. Yeah. It really does. Mhm. Yeah. And you can I don't know, because I, you know, done I know the, the work on myself or whatever. You yeah, know, all that kind of wanky stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you just I don't know, you just you're just really aware and, and you just see things play out. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, um, you know, predominantly, like in in the hospital, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes um, I, I find myself kind of having to buffer, or mm. you know, or just kind of, I don't know, take change the tone or something, or yeah, or just kind of um, be uh, uh, in example, yeah. showing how they can support, yeah, you know, their their daughters or yes. the Yeah, it's yeah. just it's a really it's just really interesting. Birth is oh man. It's such a powerful, yes. powerful thing to to be witness to. Yes. Yeah. And um yeah, it's just really powerful. <laughs> it's big.
0: It is you could go on about it forever, couldn't I know. you? It's big work. It's, yes. it's
1: literally it's such big work. Um that is un recognised or acknowledged, except for oh, within, you know, yeah people who women who get it or birth yeah yep. world of birth or whatever. But it, because it's fun, you're creating a human being for yep. a start. You're growing a human being, you're creating a human mm-hmm. being, and then you're birthing a human being who's going yep. to contribute to humanity. Do you yes. know what I mean? So as a woman, like, you are a creator. Yes. Like, that's fucking massive.
0: It's massive. Yeah. I know, and that's why I'm so <laughs> passionate about it. I'm <laughs> I like, please just don't fuck it up. We need exactly. to... Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly, which like. is why then, you know, with the movements of, uh, like, gentle birth and yeah. people who are passionate and just so, like, you know the polarity of it, yes. Um, we get where that's coming from, yeah. um, and and you know, why it might be extreme, you know, for yeah. some people, where you know, um, it's like uh, having the baby come in birth gently, yeah. reverently, yeah, you know, with all the kind of ritualistic stuff around it, mm-hmm. and you know, whether it's other cultures or, or whatever yeah. the woman wants to have, you know, yeah, even the, the, the simplest things of like you know, with the delay cord clamping, and then when you separate the baby from the placenta like honoring yeah. the placenta and do you know yeah. what I mean? like things are like it's so it's so massive like there's a it's a big thing it's a big deal mm-hmm. and the science actually supports that yes. because you know if you want to look at the the physicalities or the science of it you know it's that hormonal mm-hmm. transference mm-hmm. and communication right um mm-hmm. that is imprinted you know that the baby needs the mum needs right so yeah. then birth is safe or whatever it's not just some fucking spiritual, oh, this is really lovely if I had this. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. it works both It feels ways. good because yeah. our like hormones dictate yes. that it should feel good. Yeah. And the hormones, the right hormones that are released actually make us feel good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, talk to me about different personality types. Like I know for me, I'm just thinking about myself with my first birth. I was like this research queen and I got very heady about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I think part of that led to my home birth transfer because I wasn't in my body enough. Um, Have you seen cases of people who have not done a lot of research at all have simple births? Or do you think that we're so imprinted from society that that's near on impossible these days?
1: Um, I, I, I have seen it. Uh, in, in terms of or, or seeing examples of, there's loads of examples, mm. of it you know, it's a woman who, um, I don't know, accidentally births her baby, mm. you know, en route or, um, yes, um, in the home, yes, like, um, um, this is a couple of years back, I think. Now, um, I did a, a postnatal home visit, um, for a, it was a young girl, I think, I don't know, she was like in her early 20s, second baby, and she. Woke up in the middle of the night, contracting, and had the baby promptly in bed, like it was such a quick birth. And you know, she said her mum was freaking out more than her. Yeah. And now this is a young girl who, um, you know, had her first baby earlier, all fast, quick labors or whatever. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. she just, she said she just wasn't at all concerned.
0: Yeah, that's know? so cool.
1: Yeah, and and she's not she's not in the um I don't know, um, I don't mean it to sound like this, but in the demographic where you'd think, oh, I'm going to do loads of research. Or, yes. Or, you know. Um, or even that you would expect to have a have a level of education that you supposedly need to understand or be aware, yes. right? All the intricacies. Mm-hmm. Um, she just kind of woke up, second baby. She knew what it was, and yeah, and she could feel baby was coming, and so the baby came. Yeah, and so- she just calmly told her mum to um bring the ambulance. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> I just think that's yeah, that's brilliant. So,
0: so I think there is something to, you know kind of hard to say, there's this weird middle ground but yeah, not overthinking birth but still being informed, especially if you're going to hospital <laughs> yes, yes, Um.
1: It, it, it comes down to your own um, understanding about yourself mm. because birth is I think predominantly about trust, Yes. yeah trust and faith, mm-hmm. it really is, there's mm-hmm. no two ways about it, and it's either a trust and faith in yourself and birth or trust and faith in you know your midwife or the hospital or whatever like yes. that's what it to me that's what mm-hmm. it kind of comes down to. That's well so said. yeah, so then in the um in the, uh, the when the woman's pregnant, she's in her journey. You can yeah if if you can like yeah I'm gonna research everything I'm gonna find out what it is because it's something that you feel that you need right mm-hmm. to know and aware so then you're informed and you're and you can make decisions whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it comes down to trust and faith yes (laughs) right and so then then you find out like oh actually um i'm doing this research um thinking like yep this is going to help me you know make my decisions yeah but really then you find out you know as you did in your when you um in the middle of your labor or whatever that fuck i don't i don't fundamentally trust or have faith in myself or Mm-hmm. birth
0: right absolutely all my
1: babies So yeah. therefore you're like oh please you know midwife pull yeah. it out of
0: me yeah, yeah okay yeah. right i'll go in do you yeah. know yeah. right <laughs> exactly yeah um,
1: and and there have been women where um you know when i've um talked with them when they've shared their birth stories where and you know they've ended up going along with x y and z and fundamentally most of them say that inside they knew that they could do it mm-hmm and they knew everything was okay, but mm-hmm. the pressure that they felt mm. from their partners or you know the care providers to like do do this instead, and mm-hmm. then it all kind of goes, you know tits up, do yes. you know what I mean um so often, so often um it's yeah, it's sad it is it's sad. Sad and hard. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, fundamentally it just comes back to the whole thing around, um, you know, as women mm-hmm. in our society and in our history, our own history, you know. Um, um, you would have listened to Jane Hardwick Collins' yes. manifesto. Yes,
0: the, oh, her story, the her story instead of history. Yeah, the,
1: what is it, Woman, womanifesto or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, Oh, fucking hell, that is it.
0: Yes. Really. It was yeah. interesting listening to that because... It just showed my conditioning. Mm-hmm. I was listening, thinking, is this right? This sounds like <laughs> bullshit. Because I'm just so used to hearing the male side of everything.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's where I'm so grateful. Like, I spent a lot of my growing up trying to, like, get away from my culture because I was like, oh, my God, I don't feel like I fit in there. But I don't, I'm don't. i not white. I don't fit in white society. Like, where the fuck mm-hmm. am I, do you know? Yeah. Um, but because I know that I grew up under those kind of cultural conditionings and then spending most of my lifetime in growing up breaking away from that and then when I, you know, did was doing readings, you know, I read like Birth by Tina Cassidy, um, there's another book, I can't remember the woman's name but I read it years ago and it's called um, uh, A Woman's A Woman's Her Story or something like that Yeah. and it, it literally um, uh, you know detailed out, you know, how we were like this matriarchal society so it uses like, you know, archaeology, um Um, what's the um, that area of research into culture and stuff like that
0: oh like anthropology
1: anthropology sorry (laughs) yeah Yeah. Um, and then you know looking and tracing it you know all the way through you know when in England you know Queens and the rulership all that sort of stuff Mm -hmm. and then and then um, you know there's uh, there's been um, like docos on like how media and marketing you know when that suddenly was a big thing and then how our own psych and our own conditioning is used against us, you know, and then hence all the other stuff around us and our bodies and how we yes. see ourselves. Right. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. It's like, hello, actually we're very powerful. Yes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and we've just been, um, you know, lied to,
0: told otherwise, told otherwise
1: and made to believe the bullshit of, um, you know no you're not you're not that you're not powerful right
0: yeah but we are we're more powerful than we ever knew or, yes and i think that's yeah maybe a good uh, point to end it on just about how powerful we are and that yeah. one of the most well the most important time to be in your power is giving birth i giving think birth. yes
1: that is that is um, and that's what I, um, I like in my antenatal appointments or sessions. Um, I tell women this: this journey is actually um, uncovering yourself, really, yeah. to get to the truth of who you are, mm-hmm. um, and whatever that looks like, you know, whatever whatever it is that you need, because that that's how I, you know, that's my endeavour or aim in the antenatal period, mm-hmm. because you know, um, physiologically, when you birth, you're supposed to have that, you know. Um, Right hormonal releases, so then you go off. I call it you go off into your la la land, mm-hmm. right? Because then you are supposed to get out of the road, so of the baby, so then the baby will just come through, mm-hmm. right? Whereas if you've still got shit you need to deal with, well then that's going to come up in labour, yeah. And then and I and I think um, or feel that's the difference between how labours can take a long time or it's really quick and short or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and whether how intense that it is Mm -hmm. because it's your your, you are in the journey processing some stuff Mm -hmm. you know that comes up yeah (laughs) whether you realize that or not it doesn't matter yeah you know right because it's just the it's just how
0: it works yeah yeah absolutely so yeah it's, it's huge birth is um birth is huge and a big responsibility but an exciting responsibility i think they can come Burden with the word responsibility but it's almost it can be the opposite as well like there's a great joy and opportunity for growth with responsibility yeah
1: exactly and then and just to kind of um you know because i don't have children
0: yeah right um
1: it doesn't mean that if you choose not to have children or you can't have children or whatever yeah it doesn't mean that you can't feel that power because the power actually resides in our wombs mm-hmm. it's, it's that womb space yes and really um even if you don't have children you're actually birthing yourself right in your life it Absolutely. is that process of birthing and birthing yourself and the you know, there are and and some women choose that and some mm-hmm. women choose it through birthing their own children. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah, that's that's
0: all that it is. But it's so beautiful to end on. Thank <laughs> you, Naraya. <Nairobi. laughs> I love welcome. that. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, I'm sure we'll chat again. Okay. Bye. bye. Thanks for listening to the Renegade Mama. That is all for today. But if you would like to connect I am on Facebook. I am The Renegade Mama. Or on Instagram. The underscore renegade underscore mama. The Renegade Mama is all about following your intuition, not the institution. We are sovereign. We are free.
1: The Renegade Mama is released weekly on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, or wherever you
0: get your podcasts.